0: Sports interaction. Yeah, nice. Canada
1: Sports Bullet that on? Yeah, it's on. They can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Leafs fans. Uh Harnish and Ar- Armand here with you today, live after the Leaves finished taking on the wild. In uh a, a very heart uh I, I clenched throughout the entire time, especially in the last like 15 seconds. Holy crap, what what happened? Nail biting. Yeah, that was Dude, if I had to deal with another overtime <laughs> game, I would have freaked we're... out.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. we're
1: we're what? Like we've had three or four overtime games so far and we've like lost four like three of them or something on our game yeah, the ones we covered. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> we we have some insane luck game over. Thank you, Murray, for preventing. Yeah, Murray that. saved our
0: asses <laughs> there. That was such a good save.
1: Yeah. But here, we're we're here live. Um early this is an early early game i get that the timberwolves are playing tonight i think they're playing in minnesota that's why but this should be illegal man 2 a.m games 2 p.m 2 p. 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 2 a.m p.m <laughs> I, I don't feel like i'm awake you know i had a test this morning i was up at like 3 a.m last night studying for it i am how'd that go by the way we don't talk about don't that. Don't talk about it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm zooked out of my mind. <laughs> Honestly, the, the scariest part about these early games is not knowing if I'm even going to be up. But It's a scary bet to take, but for all your <laughs> other bets, <betting, laughs> oh you can do so at Sports Interaction. Uh, think you know uh, what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pre-game, live and play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Um, head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 and older, please play responsibly. How good was that? What was that transition? That was a beautiful transition. Tell me that wasn't great. But... All right, Armand. Let's take a step back. Um, we have to start off the show by yes. uh, by 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 talking about Borye Solomon. Um, Borye unfortunately passed away yesterday um, at the age of of seventy one. Um, as many of you guys know, he was diagnosed with ALS earlier this year, um, and just like two weeks ago he was he was out there on center ice um when the leafs paid tribute to him um and honored him right uh i i just can't believe the way that that it kind of turned right it's it's just been two weeks and you saw him up there with sittler you saw him with sundin you saw him wave and you saw him getting emotional and emotional and 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 looking like he was in tears right when he got that standing ovation and, and the passion the love that he he had and and th- that the least fans showed him was was fantastic on one hand it's it's great that we were able to give him a tribute and honor him while he was still um with us right um yeah. but the other hand like it's it's such a shame to see like <clears throat> oh man uh it's, it's a shame to see him uh to see how bad or how quickly ALS got to him right it's just been under it's just been a year now right and and he was diagnosed in july like not even
0: a year like it's it's it it happened quick and you know the only thing like we can do is hope that it was you know not painful for him as much as it could be with ALS, you know um but yeah i'm very glad that he saw how celebrated he was, mm-hmm. you know, not only from the organization and the fans, but the entire city, the country, international Listen, like, hockey,
1: NHL like, hockey in general. I mean, he was a Swedish legend, right? Like, yeah. Apart from from all the accolades that you could throw out there, the, the assist leader for the Leafs, the fourth in in points, right? um The first Swedish um all, uh, hockey Hall of Fame inductee, right? Just the 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 what he represented for Swedish hockey it you can't forget the legacy that's there and and nobody will forget it right and you see it with all of our swedish players as well like you see it with with willy and you see it with um oh well well, Willie actually he he talked about this specifically right he said he said um it's been hard to process just found out and it's very upsetting uh just saw him a few weeks ago and it's crazy to see how fast he went right and um yeah, it, it's just tough. It's tough yeah. seeing seeing that happen. Yeah, it's good to see the Leafs. I mean, um, put it wearing the Borea patch. I'm I'm happy that they were able to bring that up quickly. Yeah, it's a beautiful right? patch. Yeah, and it looks fantastic. There's a lot of people online talking about having this a special jersey uh, with the patch up for sale, with proceeds going to ALS. I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, but yeah, I we gotta pay tribute to Borea. He's been uh, yeah. a legend. And, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't just a
0: great player. You know, he was an ambassador for the sport. He was a great person by all accounts. And uh, yeah, he deserves all the praise he gets. He deserves to be revered and celebrated. And, you know, you see it with the Swedish tributes that were happening in, you know, SHL games and how a a chant happened during an SHL game from the fans, you know, chanting Mm Boria. And um, yeah, he's very celebrated and rightfully so, you know, not only by the Leafs, but all of hockey in general. And uh, it's just sad to see him go so soon you know yeah too young
1: mm-hmm. definitely definitely um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to transition off of that but let's let's talk a little bit about, about the game today right um the Leafs took on the wild in a interesting game to say the least I mean the two goals that we had early on or um, our it's, first yeah. two goals were just just whack especially that second goal um did you see how how flurry's reaction was when when that yeah. goal even went in he had no idea that the goal was and he thought he had on the pads and as soon as all the cheering or, or the boon happened uh he started looking for like where is it right it just yeah. seemed like
0: he was rightfully unlucky. mad at himself yeah after that i think he yeah. broke a
1: stick on that and then like there was that other tripping penalty and all that like flurry just had a tough time out there today
0: Yeah, it was a it was a weird game in that the goals that we scored, especially to start were uh, they weren't necessarily the best or most good looking goals. I I do think that we worked pretty hard for them, like uh, they showed on the the, on the broadcast, like what led up to that second goal and the the shot itself wasn't that great, but the breakout, the forecheck to get the puck back and just get the shot off it was really clean work from the Leafs so yeah uh they were rewarded I, I if I was a wild fan I'd be pretty upset with Fleury uh for those first at least the second goal uh for them it wasn't mm-hmm. very good and you know in a one goal game that ends up costing you pretty hard right yeah
1: so. and it's, it's surprising because going into the game right <clears throat> um the Leafs and the Wilds, throughout the season they've been to the lowest scoring five on five teams right they've struggled yeah. playing in five on five hockey um it's funny because although that that is a downfall for the least that that is a a sour point they've been playing great defense um and also the wild have just come off of a massive like 61 win against the winnipeg jets so yeah. it, it was interesting to see how this game was going to turn out because you see two historic or two teams that are not offensively the best this season thus far um one's playing really good defensively one just came off of a high score and high like octane game and to see the clash happen uh it was just pure chaos out there honestly yeah there's a lot of moments where you just had no idea what was going on i mean like the first two goals I blinked and like I, the second goal, I completely missed. I blinked, looked away for a second. And I'm just like, wow, it's in the back of the net. What happened? There? Yeah, you
0: weren't expecting that to go in for sure. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you also add on to the fact like all the injuries we have and, you know, Reeves coming into his first game. There was a lot of yeah. unknowns coming into this game for both teams, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was very uh, interesting to see things play out. You know, we had <laughs> Mete and Hollowell out. You know, both guys are five nine, getting absolutely physically like hurt by reams but they they, they kind of stood up and, and, and took it uh but yeah it was it was an interesting game for sure
1: yeah i mean that, that play along the boards i think this is in the third period where um they're both just getting uh getting manhandled out there by by the, the wilds. exactly <laughs> these the I mean, guys are two yeah. massive hulking people just looking down but but to the credit of the leafs defenseman i mean they they stuck at it they they got they got rocked pretty hard i think they got they got uh, uh they got pushed down pretty bad but i mean they stuck at it they they kept non away at, and then they they were the ones that were able to get uh they were the Exit ones who keep possession. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exited with them, they, right? Yeah. They won so, a puck battle yeah. after
0: getting like absolutely destroyed with the check. So it's good to see. I thought uh, like Hollowell had a really good game. Mm-hmm. I think Mete on the, on the second goal against us, uh, you know, we were talking about it. I think he lost coverage when he went up high. Obviously, Tavares as well on that play wasn't the best in terms of the back check. But uh, other than that, I thought they were actually pretty solid. Mete had a really good chance that came off of a slap shot uh I think sometime in the second period and it created a ton of chaos which ended up getting us a power play. Um so yeah just really good games that you'd like to see from a you know young guys who are a little green like you know going into it. I wasn't necessarily confident in putting them in as a pairing just because you know neither of them have a ton of experience at least on the Leafs. Um is like in his second game and they're both pretty small against a big big team yeah you know so I was I was a bit worried that they might get a little manhandled especially in front of the net but I actually thought they they fared fairly well um yeah they they like won the expected goals uh you know when they were on the ice with 10 minutes of 5v5 play that's that's solid that's pretty much what you possibly could ask out of your like 10th and 11th d (laughs) men. like you know what I mean like it's tough position to be in um so yeah i i was actually very impressed with them I, I thought they did a fantastic job today uh Mete and hall hallwell
1: yeah definitely and i mean in the second period i think it, that was uh that was when Sandine <clears throat> took a a weird uh a weird fall where it, it looked like he he stepped on a stick and then he kind of um yeah yeah it, it what do you call it um he kind of did the splits. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, He kind of did the and splits. Was, and it looked he like he pulled pain. his groin. Yeah. yeah. He, he, and during that, those two minutes where, where he waddled down to the bench and looked like he was in a lot of pain, I was, was nervous. Cause think about it. I mean, we're, we're sitting, we're in a situation where a lot of our top demon men are gone, right? We have, yeah we have uh wiley who's injured we have brody we have muzzin we have uh jordy ben on on the um, ltir as well we yeah. are really scraping, yeah we're scraping the bottom of the barrel to try to find some guys and we'll talk about um uh timmons uh that we recently signed right but trade I, it for. yeah we traded for sorry yeah, yeah. but i'm I was really not hoping to see him on the lineup this early, but if Sandine got injured, hey, we might've had to, right? I think um, he will
0: get up in the line, in, in the lineup. I don't know. Like, do you think what right they're... off the bat?
1: Well, we'll talk. I don't, about... I don't know what
0: their confidence is in Hollowell, but yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it later. Um, yeah. Sandin going down there would have been brutal, like absolutely brutal, especially mm-hmm. because like, you know, we're running thin on like all defensemen, but like with Riley Brody, you know, if Sandine goes down, Muzzin, Ben, those are all left shot guys. And I don't know how comfortable our right shot guys are at playing the left side. You know, it's usually (laughs) the other way around because we have so many left shot D, but all of them are injured right now. So it's like, (laughs) I don't know. It's, 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 it's a tough uh, position to be in if Sandine went down. I'm very glad that he got up and finished the game and he, he didn't look like he missed a beat either. Like when he was on the shift the next time after, after he skated off, he, he made a, really good hit and got a scoring chance and then even at the end of the game you know when they had the net pulled he, he had a, like a, a very old school hip check mm-hmm. uh which took away a chance it, he didn't look like he missed a beat at all which is really good to see because even though he came back the shift after I was still kind of like worried because even Ben came back the shift after and then when the third period started he was out again you know yeah. so it's a bit scary uh you know to see him you know kind of in pain especially where we are right now but uh just glad that everything's okay hopefully yeah definitely uh, we don't have to worry about Getting another defenseman,
1: <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, another topic that a lot of people in the chat have been talking about as well is Matthews, right? Matthews has been yeah. snake bitten, right? He's playing good hockey in the sense that when he's on the ice, he's not a negative asset out there. He's playing well defensively. He's able to move the puck around. He's able to make plays, right? But it just seems like he's been a little snake bitten when it comes to getting the 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 puck in the back of the net, right? Especially on his five on five play. I mean this this game in particular, we saw a couple chances where where Matthews just. Out right fanned on the on the shot or it, he just he, he just had it a little bit wide right now we yeah. look back at last year where matthews whatever he touched it was going to the back of the net right um and i'm trying to figure out what happened right i know i know he he had an injury right um but but still the the it seems like something is up with him i'm not sure what it seems like it might be a mental thing where um all the stats prove that he should be in a better position than he is right now but do you think that that there is something something uh so, something else that needs to be looked at or do you think he's just he's just unlucky and you just have to give it time with these kind of things it's that's a good
0: question it's tough because it's 22 games in you know that's not that's no longer a short span of time but at the same time we know it's what the way is the
1: league yeah Yeah, season.
0: Sorry. Yeah, it's quarter of the way through the season. And but we know what Matthews is. You know, he's played many games before that. We know his finishing talent. Mm -hmm. We know a bunch of stuff in terms of like how good his shot is. I don't think anything is wrong per se. However, I do think he might be mentally maybe just a a millisecond off because of the slump. You know what I mean? Sure. And maybe the timing is off. He had a few great chances, you know, this game, too. And they just went, you know, they went high. You know, so um or he fanned on it that one time in the third period. Mm-hmm. Uh like he's way, way below his expected goals in terms of total goals. Like his expected goals is sitting around like nineteen and he has thirteen goals on the season. Yeah. And most of that is power play. You know, his five v five expected goals differential is even way higher. But he's still generating at an like elite rate. Like mm-hmm. uh I'm gonna pull up a tweet from Michael Blake McCurdy who does the hockey viz. You know, with Matthews on the ice, he's generating over 28% above the average expected goals per 60. That's elite numbers. And, Definitely. you know, you could have no finishing talent and you'd still be closer to where he, where his expected goals are at than, than he is right now. Mm-hmm. So part of it is just unlucky. And that luck will eventually shift as soon as he gets going. He's not going to stay at that rate, uh, you know, for the entire season, I think. I think it's just a matter of him getting the monkey off his back and getting a shot like an actual shot on 5v5 in that looks like a Matthew shot and then he'll get going yeah. um sorry yeah. go ahead yeah no that, that, that's it okay. uh, like I, I just think it's a matter of time really yeah i definitely. think he's doing everything right
1: i think the one good thing uh to see though is the fact that the rest of the the top four um uh, is showing up right i mean there was yeah. a stat that we saw today um on the broadcast where uh at this point in the season um the top four has 89 points shared amongst them while last year it was 69 right um so seeing the other guys contributing and picking up the the slack, I guess uh, if you can even call it that, is is really nice to see, right? I mean, like Tavares and, and Willie are playing phenomenal. Ne- uh, Marner is on that that fifteen point uh, streak. Yeah. Like they they're all picking up the pace. They're all playing really well. And I guess once you see Matthew start putting the the puck in the back of the net, it's just going to get even better, right? Yeah. So I'm not too too worried in that sense. But again, we are we are still heavily relying on the top four and if if a lot of, or let's say if, if multiple of them slump at the same time that is going to be a concern uh later on in the season right for yeah, now we are we're, a top heavy team exactly for for now we're we're still a quarterway through the season we're seeing some of the guys picking up the slack we're seeing um matthew is not being relied so heavily on um it's it's going to be issues to see if they can carry this through uh the rest of the season and and moving further on to the playoffs as well right
0: yeah the thing is like even without matthews you still have two 11 million dollar guys out there you know what i mean like (laughs) the talent on this team like i think people forget you know because because of the playoffs and stuff like that i think people forget the the amount of high-end talent that's on this team Mm -hmm. you know matthews doesn't necessarily need to be on a 60 goal pace for this team to succeed um if he is that'd be great but you know last year you know, there were talks about Tavares being washed, you know what I mean? And now he's on a torrid pace. It's like players go through slumps, you know, they're going to have down years, they're going to have years where they put up record numbers. You know, Tavares was like two seasons off of a 47 goal season. And now he's like suddenly washed. It's like, no, no, (laughs) No, that's not how it works. Like he'll be
1: fine. And it's it, it, we talk about this all the time, but he's he's putting up some of the best numbers he has in his career in Toronto as well, right? Like yeah, it's like, not like he's slumping by any acting means. like he's
0: like putting up twenty percent of the production that he did on the Islanders when it's even better. It's, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't make any sense. To him. But yeah, it's uh we've got we've got high end players, and I know that Matthews isn't putting the biscuit in the basket, but at the same time, like he's still playing well. Mm -hmm. and even without his production we're still managing to to score with our other three superstar players that are on this team uh we need him to play well to do well in the playoffs so i'm not going to say it's not a concern but also it'll i think it'll work out he's austin matthews and he's still generating it's not like he's playing badly you know what i
1: mean yep definitely now let's transition our focus a little bit outside of our, our top six if you can even say that because Kerf has uh has slotted into that top six role quite a couple of times. Uh but yeah let's talk about Kerf, right? Because it's no surprise or it's it's no surprise saying that he, he is a, a weak point in this lineup partially because you don't really know what his identity is, right? We've talked about him saying that that or we've talked about him being a ma- or being a a a good overall player in terms of Uh, being able to slot into all the different positions but we really need a consistent player that's going to be playing in his position and playing in his position very well right kerf has been thrown around in the top line the second line 3rd 4th four he's been thrown around everywhere yeah right
0: his identity is essentially being a person who's just good at everything but not great at everything you know not great at one thing i should say exactly so he's just kind of all over the
1: place yeah yeah so when when it comes to I mean, we, we, I think we still need to look for something outside of him, but it's, it's interesting because, um, I think. I am not sure what uh what Keith's I guess like identity or what he really wants to do with Kerr for the position in general is supposed to be. Cause you can see the variance in in like Nick Robertson being slotted out for Wayne Simmons. I guess I understand that that um the wild are a bigger and tougher team, right? So you wanted to have a bigger guy out there in Simmons. But I yeah. think Robertson brings a lot more offensively. Um that the the team just really needs right and they kind of lack with uh with simmons out there on the floor right we talked about the leafs being um one of the lowest five on five production teams right or scoring teams um yeah. i think robertson is a step in the right direction for that right and bringing simmons out is kind of uh an interesting play but yeah like what do you think needs to happen with this lineup right? because there are kind of holes there are kind of positions that we need to fix <clears throat> with Kerfoot yeah. and then figuring out what we're gonna do with Robertson, right yeah what do you really think that that needs to happen, right? and what do you think Keith needs to nail down on?
0: okay. yeah, I have a couple thoughts on this. So firstly, Kerfoot is getting too much money for what he is. I think at three point five million we can find something. but yeah I, I tweeted out that like the McCann thing I know it's been talked about. A bunch but that would have really solved a lot of problems if we could have kept mccann Uh you know he's cost controlled from ages 26 to 31 at 5 million dollars that's that's more value Mm -hmm. you know he's he's a good top six player and we're talking right now about having a hole in our top six left wing it would have been but you know hindsight 2020 um but yeah so the the first thing i want to discuss right now is is like simmons being put in over robertson and balkin uh i was a bit angry about it at the start I do think Simmons had a had a great game to be honest I don't oh, yeah. think he played badly at all I, I thought... mean he
1: showed his his great hands during that one play keeping yeah. it, keeping it in and trying to get a, a shot on goal but yeah it, yeah he played sure. well but in general I mean yeah, yeah. I don't and think I think he, he was put station. in
0: partly because they didn't want to put Robertson and uh or Morgan in who are both smaller players who probably wouldn't fare well physically against a A bigger minnesota wild team so maybe that played a factor into it and it could also just be a factor of you know let's get simmons a game like you know he hasn't played it could just be like put him in for a game keep him keep him like you know um what's it called engaged so that you have that competition internally and you know you can Slot out Robertson or Morgan every once in a while to light a fire under them or something like that. The problem I had with it is Robertson kind of came off of a really good game, you know what I mean? Like against the Devils, I thought he played really well. um So I don't like him not being rewarded for good play. But another factor to consider here is they may have just wanted to try Yarn Croak in that top six position, and they didn't think that Robertson was suitable for the bottom six, mm-hmm. which is probably what happened because. I will say, Yarncroak did fantastic today. Not only with just the goal, expected goals, he was sitting at like 90%. That whole line was sitting at around 90%. In fact, our entire top six was pretty much. But Yarncroak gelled perfectly with Tavares and Marner. And um, he had great results on that line. And I'm curious to see if they're going to go back to that again. And then maybe try that out for a bit because it, it honestly worked pretty well. I'm, I'm curious to see how long that lasts Uh, because yeah, it was just a really good like it, it was a move that I I sort of criticized originally because I didn't think Robertson should be taken out, but it worked out because Yankovic really worked well in that spot, and I don't mm-hmm. think our bottom six suffered with having See, Simmons in it.
1: Don't you think the fact that they're playing with Martner and Tavares who are who are playing some of the best hockey that they they're playing that they've played in their whole life, right? They're they're playing really really good hockey right now. They're gelling really well together. Just adding someone in there is just naturally going to bring up their their uh their play, right? It didn't so, help Kerfoot. Kerfoot had one goal. Okay, but we're talking about, about the power Kerfoot, right? For I think if games. you if you talk about Robertson versus Jarnkrog, um playing up there, I feel like both of them could play could have similar offensive upside, right? They could have similar offensive upside, but I yeah. think the issue,
0: at least with Keefe and Robertson, is he does not trust him defensively enough to play in the top six yet. And I don't think mm-hmm. he wants to utilize that line in a solely offensive role. Okay. I think he 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 definitely wants to run four lines deep where he doesn't have to. So, the, like, where Scott do Wheeler see... said this as well. When yeah, we had him on about like not wanting to work around a uh, a line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so wanting then, to be comfortable. Where, yep.
1: where do you think that? Where do you think we slot in Robertson at that point? Because right now we, we talked about this and about this as well, right? Where. Robert's in in a weird position where he's not getting the um, uh he's not getting the minutes in the AHL. He's not getting the minutes in the NHL. He's getting infrequent minutes in the NHL. Um, where would you see him slot in that? Because a lot of the the bottom six lines, right? They are <coughs> also going to be There's going to be times where yeah. the bottom six line is going to be against the top lines, or, or are going to play very um tough minutes against like a tough uh side right and robertson is is very small too right so he might get bullied around or or shoved around here and there too right so do you think that is necessarily the solution as well no no no
0: i think you play robertson in the top six but i Mm -hmm. also think that when robertson sits a game or you know needs practice or whatever like i don't think robertson's a full-time player uh in the league right now and I, i think he's young enough where development is still you know a part of his game you know what i mean like he's developing we're not he's young like he's really young so i think people are being a little too steadfast with him being out sometimes uh i do want him to play games of course but uh when he's out i do think well my point is don't put Kerfoot there, put there <laughs> and put Kerfoot on the third line i think like, Kerfoot just,
1: just needs to be traded in general he, he I, just, I agree but
0: yeah I, yeah i 100 percent agree i i would rather trade him at this point and use that uh cap space to get a certified top six winger uh-huh. but um or someone on defense potentially, depending on how injured we still are. But um, <laughs> when they all come back healthy, though, we're gonna be in trouble. Having <laughs> so many
1: defensemen. Yeah, we're
0: gonna have like eleven NHL like D men who play yeah. The game. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta make sure you you
1: keep the cap available for uh, for Riley too when he comes back, right? These, yeah, these are, these are guys that that take a big cap hit as well, right?
0: But yeah, so, it is a hard yeah. hard spot to to find for Robertson right now on the Leafs. Uh, but I think like when he plays, he'll play on that that same position top six left wing okay and i think he'll like i don't think yarn croak is 100 percent going to stay there Mm -hmm. i just think that it worked this game and it'd be nice to see it for an extended period of time okay but i also want to see rob like i want to see robertson and yarn croak sort of trade that position i my point is i don't want to see kerfut there that's (laughs) literally all i'm saying (laughs) got it kerfut does not (laughs) serve to be there (laughs) all right right. it shouldn't be there perfect
1: all right and and everyone um while we have you here remember make sure you like and subscribe uh tweet out at us um and uh hit the follow uh follow button i mean um there's a lot of great shows that we have here on sdpn if you hit the bell icon you can get notified when we go live or when any of our shows are are live or, or we put up new content right um and you can also watch the podcast on on all of our different podcast platforms right um and okay. Go buy SDPN merch. It's great. There you go. Yes, this is actually a Black Friday sale. You can go ahead and and find some some great merch there. I think they, yes. they released some new uh new game over specific merch as well, which is really there, cool. yeah.
0: There's a there's a code for Black Friday, and I
1: I forget what it is, but it's there. If <laughs> Robert, if it. you know it, you can t- yeah. <laughs> link it down there. Um, uh, but yeah, let, let's shift our focus a little bit towards Connor Timmons because he is our newest trade, I guess. Um. And- <laughs> another sue uh greyhound right i mean, yeah. Dumas I mean that's what everyone loves his about. greyhounds
0: he loves do his you greyhounds. do you think it's an issue i was listening to the sdp today and
1: they were talking about like let's okay first let's break down um, uh, break down who yeah he is and then we'll talk about that because i think we need to focus on on timmons more um and then we can we can obviously talk about the rest right but um, yeah, this, this trade, we traded Curtis Douglas, who was a center for the Marlies and a one, one, one for one for, for Connor Timmons. Right. Um, let's talk about who, who these guys were, right. Douglas for us was a big center. He had a great season last year. He got like 24 points in the season for the Marlies. He struggled this year. Uh, I think he has like one point in 13 games. Timmons on the other hand is a right-handed demon, which we currently need because we have so many damn injuries. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Timmons, I mean, he he was drafted in 2017, and he was a, a highly touted prospect. I mean, he yeah. was drafted, I believe, uh, 30th or 32nd overall in that 2017 draft, and he was used in that um, as a trade and chip in that Darcy Kemper uh, yeah. a trade that landed yeah landed at the ABS Darcy Kemper, right? Um, but yeah, he's he's a, he's a very highly talented player. I mean, he, during his time uh, for the Greyhounds, he was fantastic. He put up 61 points and 41 points um, in his final two seasons for the Greyhounds, but he was kind of hampered with injuries. He had a concussion in 2018. Um, 2019 was out the whole season. And then since coming back, he's he's missed a lot of games. He's been inconsistent with his, uh, uh, with his availability, right? Yeah. So we're kind of getting a a project player right he had a lot of process uh, uh he had a lot of upside he he was a highly touted defenseman. but you know what he kind of sounds like Lilligren. he he was really touted as, as a high octane like great draft pick and because of injuries or whatever he was he was hampered in his development right yeah now i think his all, injuries
0: are a little worse than Lilligren's. to be fair. yeah
1: i mean he's, he's had the concussion he's had a lot of issues yeah but i mean i think think there's a lot of upside there i'm not mad about the trade um whether curtis douglas i guess like i think guess to be anything exactly yeah i mean we'll, that's there's still a lot set to be uh there's a lot there to be said still curtis douglas i think is like two years younger than him yeah he's uh, twenty-two. Well. yeah so there's still some time but i think Connor timmons has some good upside if the leafs are able to develop him well and then just help him stay healthy there's a lot of uh there's a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uncertainty. Uncertainty and also stuff you need to develop. What is it? Rehab? Conditioning. Conditioning. That's the word. Yeah. There's a lot of condition that you need to focus on over there, right? So yeah. first of all, let's talk about what your thoughts are on the Timmons pickup. And then we'll go into the fact that Dubis has this love relationship with the Suits. <laughs> <Seuss. laughs>
0: yeah, like health is the biggest factor for Connor Timmins he's he like very much was a highly touted prospect and he was really good in the Avalanche system as well uh and then he, he was sort of Sandian's just got old partner
1: yes Good yeah, call. yeah
0: Sandine's old partner in the Sioux uh so yeah. there's familiarity with him in the system uh at least with Dubis and Keith um which we'll talk about later <laughs> but uh yeah I think what this comes down to is like the first thing is what is Curtis Douglas you know he's a six nine guy very big. He plays on, like, the fourth line in the AHL. But it. I think the question comes down to what can he become? Because to me, his ceiling sort of stops at NHL fourth line center. Yeah. Just because his skating, like, it just isn't that great. Yeah. And so his, his upside is very limited, in my opinion. Even if he gets there, you know, there, there's always potential for him to turn into, like, a Mason Marchment or something like that and just... Kill it. Like obviously we don't know. But I just don't see that upside uh in in a guy like Curtis Douglas. I know a lot of people are kind of mad that we gave up a six nine forward or whatever, but you know, I just I don't want to say like that he's worse or anything like that than Timmins. I just think his upside is worse. And so I'm fully on board with taking a risk into a guy who we can develop and actually have a pretty big impact. So that obviously Timmins is a little older, he's 24. So he's not necessarily at that prospect age anymore, but Still with the injuries, not that old. yeah, not that Especially old. Especially for with, a
1: defenseman, right?
0: Yeah, and with the injuries, you know, like that sets you back, you know. So that's a bigger uh, issue. I, yeah, so I think that um, you know it's a good bet to make, and the most important thing is what do we need? Centers or right D more? Right now, it's right D.
1: Right now, yeah, but when everybody gets healthy again.
0: I still think it's right D.
1: You think so? Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you can get a, a future project in right D, like we're not going to keep that's Justin Hall biggest... forever. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Like he's, he's a prospect for the future, right? Where he's not a prospect for, I, I don't think he, if we have everyone he's, healthy, he's, an RFA. he's not at this year's, yeah, yeah he's, he's an, an RFA at the end of the season. So, years. Years. so he's someone
0: you want to retain. exactly. And, exactly. And at the end of the day, like I would much rather retain a high end prospect right D man than a uh you know oh uh, definitely in terms of a one-on-one on, one for yeah. one player like if you that's compare I mean. them like we didn't yeah we didn't give much up is what i'm trying to say in terms of like the value we got back mm-hmm. uh so that's the first thing i really do like the the bet we made on connor timmons uh and yeah i don't think douglas is a huge loss i i think he's gonna be a good ahl player and if he makes the nhl i think he'll be a decent bottom six yeah. for a uh, decent fourth liner who the weird thing about Douglas is like, if you've watched him play, he's big, but he's not that aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Uh he sort of reminds me a little bit of like Frederick, Frederick Gauthier in in that way. uh, In that, like, like Frederick Gauthier was like six, five, but he didn't hit that much. Yeah. You know, he didn't fight or hit that much. I I think Curtis Douglas kind of falls in the same category where he's big and he uses his physicality well within games, but he's not this like hit everything mindset like he's not like a tom wilson who'll just truck anyone that comes along
1: you know what i mean and i think that's kind of something that that's kind of born with you you can't really teach that that yeah. kind of aggression right there's only yeah. <laughs> you can't teach that ty domi kind of <laughs> aggression someone <laughs> but yeah, uh, i think the,
0: yeah. the biggest factor is his skating his skating is just not at an nhl level and he's old enough where i think it's 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 an issue now mm-hmm. like for for his development i do think he needs to fix that but yeah, Connor Timmons. I love the pickup. I I think he's gonna get games pretty soon. You yep. know, um,
1: after a few practices, probably. I hope not, though. Honestly, because I hope I think, he does. I want to see him. No, but the the thing is, like, even this season. I, let me pull up his uh, his his uh, stats in the meantime. But I I don't think he's <laughs> he's gonna be healthy enough. Like, let me. Uh, yeah, let me yeah. Me I, do. You
0: don't want to put him in a position where he's playing like top four minutes, like yeah. coming off a concussion so or this... anything like that this year but he's gonna he's get a conditioning played, stint because he yeah, just yeah. came off a conditioning stint didn't he, he played in the two AHL?
1: he played two games this uh this year for the coyotes and he played six for the roadrunners so again and he he didn't look well in either of them I'm, I'm looking at plus or minus obviously isn't the best indication but his plus minus is minus 10 during this what? stint for the roadrunners in the ahl okay. right um i don't think he's ready and i and looking back in this, this past couple of seasons he hasn't had a lot of time or, or a lot of games under him i think he needs not only that condition instant but he also needs some just like more time in the Marlies to get get you can't to go the to the system. Marlies
0: though the waivers uh, he'd be oh, picked up fuck. on waivers yeah the reason we got him was because like
1: i don't know what you do with him then uh, i right think you now. Play him.
0: He's better. He's he's going to be better than Hollowell. What if he gets be injured though? Because you're
1: you're, you're well, actually, kind of actually might not
0: be better than Manteo, but he's going to be better than Hollowell.
1: But you're you're kind of hoping that he develops into a good prospect long term, right? If you if you're playing him and let's say he's not ready and he he. I don't want to say get it in, gets injured but he's just he, let's say he just doesn't look good out there and yeah maybe something happens right you're you're risking his his upside in the long term for for him to be slotted in right now i think you bring up some other guys you you let Meta, you let you just I, let hollowell out the there you trust the doctors
0: like, though you you trust the doctors in terms of especially oh, yeah, with yeah, toronto yeah, yeah. like yeah. we've been pretty good about the Making doctors sharp. and
1: I mean there's there's smarter people in the organization than yeah. us, right? Yeah, exactly. but I, I like, mean from the outside looking in, I just don't think he's had enough minutes under him where he he gets the slot. What I predict I will happen
0: is he'll do a
1: few practices.
0: The thing is like Mac Hollowell, I don't think he requires waivers. I might be wrong on that, but I don't think he requires waivers. And mm-hmm. he played a great game today. I think he's a good player and I think he will be an NHL defenseman. I actually really am high on Mac yeah. um, more so than others, but at the same time, Connor Timmins is, I think the better player right now. Mm-hmm. And I do think that we traded with, him, we traded for him. Think like knowing his health uh, and his ability to play games in the near future. Yeah, like I yeah. do think he's going to get games in very soon. Mm-hmm. And um you know obviously we're never going to like i'm not i'm not going to go in thinking he'll get injured it's obviously a concern yeah uh but at the same time you kind of just have to roll with it where we are right now
1: yeah, I just hope they in, give him the situation enough. We are. Yeah, I, I hope they give him enough lead-up time where he's able to get his feet under him. Because again, he, yeah, he's playing Wadubis again, right? But there's a whole new system that he needs to get acclimated yeah. to, right? He's going to be in a different position, he's, or not position, but he's going to be in, employed in a different strategy to the way that sees fit, right? It's going to take him time to get used to that, get his feet under him, get the skates going, and just get warmed up. I, I think he's going to require some time. We'll, we'll see though. Uh, I mean. It's going to be, if he does pan out and he does play good hockey, I mean, it's going to be great. And yeah, yeah I think any value, any NHL value we can get out of this trade is going to be exactly value. Anyways. Exactly. Like
0: I, I wasn't expecting Curtis Douglas to play in the NHL this year. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah uh, I'm excited for him. I, yeah. I really like that trade. I think it's a low risk, high upside move that uh, gives us a little bit of flexibility in terms of allowing... Because you also have to think about the Marlies. Like the Marlies don't have Demon right now either. Uh huh. Half of their squad is literally on the Leafs right now.
1: Isn't it interesting to see how many people we've called up and like <laughs> had to rely on because of injuries? Yeah, it's it's like, wild. And like, I I wish that we could have saw uh, could have seen Peczzelli up there. Connor Timmins might get a shot now. I mean, Hollowell uh, then, crawl um, crawl Mete, Mete. Yeah, like ben. well Mete he's played a ton yeah he's played but in the nhl before still, but still yeah. it, it's just it it's been fun seeing seeing all these guys get a shot out there um so yeah we'll we'll see what happens with that but let's talk about dubas and his uh his love for his sues man <laughs> i mean he hired yeah. another guy from the greyhounds he's He's really really loving his 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 greyhounds, right? Like he yeah, I mean,
0: he's... We, we knew this already. I mean, the 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 thing that was brought up in the SDP is like uh um you know, they were bringing up like is it a bad thing to Yeah,
1: I think Jesse was mentioning yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it would be I
0: think like this is just my thoughts on it. I think it would be a bad thing if it sh- if it was like a bias, but then you look at the the a roster of players that he got from the Sioux, mm-hmm. and they're they're good. They're yeah. like undervalued value pieces for us. Like, and part of that is probably Dubis having some familiarity with those players and understanding that they're undervalued on contract
1: well i think that's the biggest thing no? right he's worked yeah he's he's kind of seen them develop and he's he's been actively part of the process of, of bringing them in or, or or getting them set up right yeah So like
0: not even considering like guys like joe thornton or wayne simmons because obviously he wasn't yeah, they weren't they weren't playing in the suit when Dubis was there i think Dubis would have been like five so yeah. um
1: <laughs> i mean but, uh, but look at bunton you look at sandine yeah. even like uh campbell like there, there's campbell, been a yeah. lot of guys Campbell became that our had. starting
0: goaltender like i know a lot of people look back at campbell and be like oh you know that the contract that edmonton had was a mistake which is true like obviously he's mm-hmm. not far- faring very well right now mm-hmm. but he was our starting goaltender and he was 1.65 well. million dollars in cap yeah and he, he played that phenomenal value dream. Yeah. during the time
1: that he he played Vesna for for a lot or for like for a couple months, months there, yeah, yeah, he he looked like he was Vesna caliber, right? And, and yeah, he he was he still have, serviceable out there, regardless.
0: Yeah, and he may have decreased in in terms of like what his value was for us over time, but we got we traded for him to back up, mm-hmm. and at one point six five million dollars, we got value, and for Bunting at eight hundred k or whatever he's getting it value the only person to not work out is nick ritchie and we and dubis like cut the leash on him 20 games into the season like that's not that to me that's not bias to me that's not him holding on to players that played in the suit and being like this like he's better mm-hmm. you know what i mean he's yeah. better than his value like to me that's him recognizing value from players that he can like work around the cap with I don't think he has an attachment to these guys more so as he knows what they are and knows that they're currently undervalued within cap.
1: Plus, I, I don't think it's it's even a bad thing because he since he knows these players and he's worked with them, right? It's a good thing. I don't think we should be we should be um, looking at it as a as a downfall of Stubis, right? I mean, it's an asset. He he played or he he worked with a, a bunch of guys on a great Sioux team. Like the Greyhounds are are a good team that are run very well. And being able to to have direct influence and direct um, analyst uh analysis, I guess, of the players is, is fantastic, right? It's just a positive, I guess, that you can have in our system and, and Dubas is a smart guy. I mean, he's a very analytical guy, as everyone knows, right? And I trust him to make the right decisions for the team. So, whether it's bringing in more Sue guys, if they pan out, they pan out. Who cares, right? Whether yeah. they're from the Sue's or, or from, from this, like, who cares? It doesn't matter. As long as they're panning out and he's hit more jackpots than he, than he has losses with these bets, right? I, yeah. And I, I do understand, like, the the opinion that it's like, well,
0: what if there is someone better out there? Mm-hmm. Like we, we've gotten so many Sioux players that, you know, you only have so many contract slots. What if there's something better that we aren't looking at because the Sioux player is there? And that's a fair point to be made. But my opinion is we don't know that. We have no idea what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. All we know is the signings that are made. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they tried and it will, we'll never know. So there's no point in like speculating
1: on that. and there's there's also other (laughs) factors other than the way that they play the game right yeah yeah, other than the there's like mentality is a big factor i mean look at the okay we'll we'll make a quick default into the nba right but when scotty barnes got got called up um everyone was hating on on it but they they thought that that um what was the the other guy um green was it green no there was there's two other guys what was the guy who got drafted other than uh before scotty barnes nba draft regardless there was other guys that were out there um that it was sucks jaylen Jalen sucks Jalen yeah Jalen sucks yeah and he uh, scotty's better than him exactly <laughs> and but it, it was it was a mentality issue where Masai. well it was rumored to be a mentality issue where Masai just didn't see the the dog in in sucks right um so there's other factors in this other than than the way that they play the game and these scouts and analysts and, and our GMs they're going to have the first look at this and they're going to be able to understand these things better than the average viewer is, right? Yeah, I so just I think it's a,
0: Yeah, I just think it's a little like overblown. Like I'd be really pissed off if he was doing it and it just consistently didn't work out. Yeah. Like then it then it's a then it's a huge issue because then you're like clearly showing a bias towards guys that aren't deserving of that like value but he's putting value in guys that end up like working out you know what i mean like it just seems weird that this is even a, a talking point to me well i guess i get why it's a talking point because it's it is he is a really he's done it so many times like it's obviously there um but yeah i don't know it, it's just i do think it's not necessarily a negative per se but yeah it's a it, it is weird it keeps on happening but uh yeah, it is it is what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna be interesting to see um how this pans out. I'm hoping for the best, right? Um one quick thing that I, I saw in the comments and I did really want to give a shout out to uh, matt murray with the, with the net lifting has been oh <laughs> fantastic by the way it wasn't it. it wasn't held in place properly look, look at the the wilds fan she was yelling to put some epoxy out there she was yelling <laughs> at the wilds arena to fix the issue oh i loved seeing that but yeah hey, yeah that was I, I'm still on the boat that it was not Matt Murray's fault. <laughs> he touched it. It went off. All right. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, they did. They did fix it. You know, like
0: they made. I don't know what the refs were like. I don't know what was wrong with the net, but they did do something to it. So it didn't get knocked over again because it did seem a little late. But it's just funny because at, in the Devils game, it was like obviously a big deal when he knocked the net off um, <laughs> and they were like calling for it to be a penalty and then he like does it three, three times, times in this game three times the
1: very Dude, next game but the wilds fan though oh she was amazing she was, was just hilarious. chirping <laughs> that was really hilarious um so yeah that was that was funny that was really funny Is
0: <laughs> yeah, there anything uh, else
1: we wanted to talk about okay
0: let's touch on murray just for a second because okay. uh not only is he also a Sioux player but uh he's been phenomenal oh, for yeah. us and i thought you know like that last save that's a game oh, save like we, we really broke down our structure there and we had a bad giveaway and he bailed our ass out uh-huh. you know with 14 seconds to go he bailed
1: out game over to our NSCP, if, if dude if i had another ot loss i, <laughs> I am not going we won't have even shown up
0: <laughs> yeah but hey, um, it been
1: just like the least they don't show up for fucking ga- <laughs> ot's either <laughs> yeah but yeah murray bailed us out on that yeah murray he he played well throughout the entire game even the goals that that the wild did get on us um a lot of them i don't blame on on murray right they they took weird bounces to weird deflections murray has been playing really really well and it was also funny seeing murray playing against uh flurry i love that matchup whenever it happens uh yeah murray's murray's been fantastic yeah in this game it won't show up very well on the
0: stat sheet like you know he let in three goals Mm. uh so it's not gonna like he's not gonna have a great save percentage or anything okay but i think he's also a very big reason that we won this game you know like he played fantastic and when we needed the save he made it yeah he made some 10 bell saves uh this game Mm -hmm. some really really solid ones and so you know you look at that in in uh in comparison with flurry and you see that second goal that he let in you know those can sewer you and -hmm. to see murray stand up to, to a few grade A chances,
1: especially at the end, there is so, a. You know yeah, what I was thought great. was the difference? I think if uh, if the if Flurry wasn't wearing that nasty ass Wild jerseys, oh I opinion. hate it. Oh my god! He I am like, probably the one person like that, that doesn't like They look Minnesota. so bad. They look like fucking highlighters it's so nasty i hate the colors i don't understand how you can hate the colorway of
0: the minnesota north stars dude i'm looking through all the literally
1: there's so many better jerseys out there it's
0: it's it's one of the best ones it's disgusting
1: look at okay there's the panthers there's montreal's blue looks looks amazing i'm going oh down the god. List. Like, god vegas okay, looks it. good all so, right conclude <laughs> <They're> <laughs> so, dude the wilds jerseys are, it made me so bad so there. nice so bad it looked like a cheap knockoff jersey for oh i hate it i hate it anyways it's literally one of the like
0: best jerseys in the reverse retros and it. i think a lot of people agree yeah you i know it. a lot of people agree Absolutely i hate agree. it
1: i don't care i'm not mad about it <laughs> listen tweet out at me i hate the jury <laughs> anyways that's gonna do it from us we've already been here for like an hour holy crap we've been on oh, for a we? while it's like 50 minutes are uh we're i getting to it, level though. times yeah i know <laughs> a lot. but i hope you guys enjoyed the show i mean uh let us know in the comments uh what you think about about what we had to say i mean like um there are defense uh the connor Timmins sign-ins murray being an absolute stud out there let us know tweet out at us um like subscribe follow us on twitter follow sdpn uh hit the bell notification i mean we're gonna be live what is it tomorrow is, is the next game right uh, uh yeah when's the next yeah, game we're gonna face off yeah tomorrow, tomorrow against the penguins oh fun matt murray flurry placing off against the penguins where they started off as well so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good make sure you tune in for that um, you can see all the different podcasts and all the different podcast platforms um so yeah that's gonna do here from us uh hope you guys enjoyed it early game we got the rest of the day us well. yeah, I know.
0: i'm used to going to bed
1: right after game maybe. i know maybe i might who knows <laughs> all right peace Bye.